from MIT Technology Review. I'm Laurel Ruma, and this is Business Lab, the show that helps business leaders make sense of new technologies coming out of the lab and into the marketplace. Our topic today is Accelerating Disruptive Innovations to Benefit Society by Building and Running Massive Simulations. The world has big problems, and it's going to take all of us to help solve them. Two words for you, collective intelligence. My guest is Frederick Vache, who is the head of innovation at Dassault System. He is a mechanical engineer who has had a long career at Dassault, first leading the partnership program and then launching the 3D Experience Lab. This episode of Business Lab is produced in association with Dassault System. Frederick, welcome to Business Lab. Good morning, Raurel, and uh, good morning, everyone. So could you start by first telling us a bit about Dassault System? I don't want listeners to be confused with the aviation company, because we're talking about a 3D modeling and simulation enterprise that was founded almost 40 years ago and has more than 20,000 employees around the globe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we, we are Dassault Systems, the 3D experience company. We are digital since day one. Um, the Aviation is, of course, one of our clients, like uh, all the uh, aerospace industries, but also uh, car industries, shipbuilding, consumer goods, consumer packaged goods, and, and so on. We are worldwide leader by providing digital solutions uh, from uh, design simulation up to productions. We are covering 11 industries. Our purpose, harmonizing product, nature, and life. Since 40 years, we help our clients, industrials, to innovate by digitalizing and engineering their products from very complex products to more simple products. Since more than 10 years, we invested very strongly towards two di- directions, the nature and life, from things to life. That is a, a complicated kind of process to to sort of imagine, but the 3D Experience Lab, scientists and engineers can go in and build these cloud-based simulations for 3D modeling, digital twins, and product in a way that's really collaborative, taking advantage of that human system. Could you talk to us a bit more about why Dassault felt it was important to create this 3D Experience Lab in a way that was so collaborative? We started the uh, 3D Experience Lab initiative five years ago to uh, accelerate newcomers, uh, very small actors, startups, makers, as we believe that now innovation is everywhere. For 40 years, we innovated with uh, industrials, big ones, aerospace, defense. We've established partnership with Boeing for the 777, for instance, the first airplane fully uh, digitalized. Not only the the, the product, but all the processes on the, on the factories. But now, uh, because uh, technologies are accessible, are more accessible, newcomers can also disrupt. And this is where we want to focus with the lab. This lab is uh, targeting open, open innovation uh, with a startup accelerator, uh, empowering communities online, communities of people, passionate, willing to work together in order to accomplish a common objective. And because it is an open lab, uh, anyone can participate. But you've created a, a specific program for startups. Could you tell us more about that program? Since the beginning, we uh, are willing to uh, identify and source startups that are 
providing a strong impact to society, have a, a disruptive product or project, and to give a strong impact. And uh, this program provides those startups access to our uh, software, professional solutions that the industrials are, are having on their day-to-day -day activities, uh, but also thanks to this cloud platform for communities, access to mentors. Mentors will help them to accelerate in their development, providing know-how and knowledge. And that kind of access um, for startups is is rather difficult to to get, right? Because um, this kind of software is professional grade. It is expensive. Um, they may not be able to afford it or have uh, understand that they even have access to it. But interestingly, it's not just the software companies and startups would have access to. It's also the people who work at Dassault, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And, and thanks to this 3D expense platform over the cloud, as you mentioned, we are 20,000 people worldwide in 140 countries. Those people are knowledgeable as they support their business in, uh, in many industries, in terms of technology, but also science. And those people on a voluntary basis could join a lab project and coach and mentor uh, startups. And, uh, and thanks to this uh, cloud platform, they not only are discussing by providing some insights or information or guidance, but can really co-design with those guys. Like you would do a Google Doc, many people would work on the same uh, document, being in different locations. Uh, this program enables us to perform the same way, but on a digital mock-up. People can kind of really visualize what you have in mind. The 3D Experience Lab does it does two things. One, it, it creates a way for an enterprise to build an entire product as a 3D engine, um, incorporating feedback from the research lab, the factory floor, and the customer. And so all the stakeholders can work in a single environment. Um, could you give us an example of that and how that works? In a single environment over the cloud, they can start with using some apps, maybe for, from Katia or SolidWorks. They can do the engineering part of the, of the job. On the, on, on the same uh, data model, they will perform their uh, simulations any type of digital simulation that will help those guys to um, enhance the, the engineering and the design of their uh, product. And through uh, that, they will uh, optimize the design and then go to uh, the manufacturing aspect, delivering uh, all you know the, uh, the, the processes needed up to programming the, the machines. But much more. Uh, those are, I would say, the, the standard way to uh, operate. Uh, now, through this platform, you have access also to services for a marketplace. And, and this is particularly interesting for uh, early stage startups as they struggle to uh, find the right partner, the right supplier to manufacture something. Here, at one click of a button, they can source components from uh, millions of components that are available through qualified suppliers online, just drag and drop the component into their project. They can access to thousands of factories worldwide, whereby they will be able to uh, produce through those uh, factories their parts, managing all the, the business online between the two suppliers. And then they may also access to engineering services, whereby, you know, sometimes, uh, you want to do something, but you don't have the skills to do it. So you can subcontract some, some job to a, uh, a service bureau, uh, qualified 
partners that could deliver the job for them. So it's not only software, it's not only cloud, but it's also community of people, skills and know-how, and also services available for a marketplace. And it really is a, a platform, right, to directly offer services and innovation from one company to another in a way that's very visual and hands-on. So you could actually almost uh, demo the product before you buy it because you are in this uh, 3D experience environment. How how does that work um, for an example from a company? It, am I thinking of that in, in the correct way? You are, you are correct. Uh, the, the complete digital project is done on the platform before the real product is produced. You want to develop a new car, a new table, or a new chair, or a new lamp. You design everything in, in, in 3D. You, you simulate to, to make it robust. Uh, and, and then you do the engineering to make sure that the manufacturing uh, would be uh, fine based on your uh, manufacturing capacities or partners. And, and you go one step further now. Is Then you can really even produce the mounting operations, produce the advertising, the, the high-quality pictures you need for your flyers, or even the experience on the video to record the commercials. So uh, the digital asset that is done already at the beginning of the project to engineer uh, a new product uh, is now uh, used not only for production, but also for uh, communication, marketing, training, and so on. Uh, that means that uh, those uh, people in your uh, depart department, in your marketing department, can do the job in parallel and uh, perform all their uh, deliverables, even if the product, the physical product, is not yet there. How do companies feel about sharing some of this intellectual property ahead of time before the product is even developed? You must have to have very special uh, philosophies and outlooks to want to do this, right? Yeah, the IP is very important for us and obviously for our clients. Uh, and we deliver uh, to each client a, a dedicated platform so that they are in a 100% secured uh, environment. Uh, this is true for the big guys, you know, like Boeing, Airbus in the aerospace or uh, BMW, Tesla in the uh, auto industry. But it's also uh, true for uh, smaller uh, startups uh, like we, we are uh, talking about with this uh, innovation lab. So this system really does bring together an uh, enormous amount of complicated issues, including cybersecurity, uh, as well as processing power, data science, artificial intelligence, but also that that human intelligence. How does Dassault define collective intelligence and, and why is that so important as a philosophy? It's key. Uh, behind any project, behind any companies, you have people, right? Uh, this is why on this platform, on the baseline services, you have uh, all those services to enable people to collaborate, not only to manage their project uh, with sequences, with milestone, with task management and so on, like any... Uh, corporate would do, but also in a very agile way through communities to connect people, to help people to better work together and to match skills and needs. This is a new approach. Uh, obviously, those approaches are new for professionals, but they have been brought by social networks to the general public uh, many years ago, uh, but applied to uh, innovative processes uh, onto engineering processes within uh, a company. You mentioned skills, which I think is an interesting 
um, place to kind of look at for a little bit, which is how do people transfer knowledge? And is this uh, environment conducive really to, to training and helping um, perhaps one group teach the other group how to perform basic tasks or understand a product better? Are you seeing that when companies work with the platform, they actually bring in everyone, including marketing, so everyone can have a much better understanding of the entire product? Definitely. First, they share a common referential. So there is no loss in email exchange, in data exchange, and so on. Everyone's work around a, a digital twin of the project, which is accurate and uh, up-to-date. Uh, second, this platform enables to capitalize knowledge on now, and it's very important, especially when seniors are uh, retiring, to transfer the knowledge to new, new generations. And we have seen in the, in the past, uh, especially in the uh, aerospace industry, uh, many uh, companions, many fellows were leaving the company, uh, and some of them uh, had to come back to the company uh, because they were critical in the process with their knowledge. Uh, on, on, and uh, such a platform now allows companies to keep the knowledge inside and to transfer the knowledge from one generation to another. That's really interesting. Um, so that, that idea of collective intelligence really does spread throughout um, an entire enterprise. Um, there, the, the lab does take on a number of themes, including healthcare. Could you talk about a few of those ideas? Yeah, um, with the lab, as I said, we have uh, three main criteria to uh, select project, a strong positive impact to the society, a disruptive project, and that calls for collective intelligence. We are very selective as we really want to think big. So what we want is to accelerate around 10 projects a year on a global standpoint. We use heavily data intelligence, our tools to work. Uh, the radar and to crawl uh, every news on the web and new, new VCs funding and new startups uh, in order to understand the weak signals, the new trends, and uh, being capable to identify um, those uh, new uh, innovation, innovators. Uh, we use uh, the same platform to orchestrate this uh, ideation process, uh, having a small ID, nurturing and qualifying the ID up to validating uh, this ID coming from, from, from the startups with the community, the lab community being able to challenge the project, to give their insight, their, their suggestions up to vote. On every quarter, uh, a new batch of startups are, are presenting their, uh, their uh, project, their pitching using the platform, having uh, as a record all these discussions around the project from several, you know, uh, mentors, experts giving uh, their opinion. The community is voting on uh, our CEO himself, uh, with few members of the boards, are uh, validating the project based on all uh, these discussions. So it's a very agile process, very flexible process, very, I would say, a rapid process, considering we are a, a big company, we can, uh, uh, in less than a few months, uh, orchestrate on uh, on, on the validate uh, a, a complete new new project it's a completely reverse approach than uh, building a powerpoint document to validate a project it's really co-innovation an inclusive methodology whereby every volunteers every people who wants to uh, to contribute uh, are welcome to uh, to do and obviously when validated 
the startups get free access to our software, to those mentors that are recruited, like, uh, uh, you know, on, on Tinder, you would, we are doing matching between uh, mentors having uh, expertise and skills with, uh, with needs requested by those uh, startups or, uh, or projects. That's quite a benefit for a startup to be able to be matched with mentors and other innovators in their particular field. But to have Dassault's CEO so um, intimately involved in these processes, I mean, that's really quite astounding. It's huge. And, and, and even if the startup is not selected, we are working on the, the project, we are challenging the project with experts. Our CEO himself is challenging the project. It's already a, a, an important information for, uh, for those guys and a huge value. And to answer your, uh, your point, your question about the themes, um, we have three main themes uh, that drives our uh, sourcing. Uh, life, city and infrastructure, and lifestyle well- well-being. As I said, what we want is to positively impact the society. We believe that uh, only progress, the only progress is human. So all those themes, as you understood, are driven into a better world. What, what's an example of, of one of these um, startups that have come to you? What, what are they working on? We have a, a huge variety uh, of, of projects. We have amazing projects that, uh, for instance, uh, are performing organ 3D printing, uh, patient-specific geometry reconstruction in order to uh, create a virtual twin of a patient in order to have a simulator, uh, the surgeons would use to train before the real surgery in the operating room. Uh, this is one of the first projects uh, that is coming from my, my mind. It was one of the first uh, startup, Biomodex, uh, a French startup. We accelerated at the beginning of the lab. They, they, now, uh, they started at two people. They are now 50. Uh, they started only in Paris. They also settled now in Boston uh, to connect with the life science uh, community. And, and it's huge if you look at it, uh, especially for neurosurgical. Uh, in some complex uh, case, uh, the surgeon can train on your own digital twin uh, before the real surgery. So uh, it reduces risk uh, with uh, higher efficiency. Another example uh, coming to my mind is uh, about uh, mobility and drones. Uh, we are helping a young startup doing a solar autonomous drone. You remember this story about Solar Impulse with Bertrand Picard, a pioneer who did a, a world tour with a, a plane powered by the sun. The, the limit of this uh, project was the, the pilot, you know, because uh, uh, you cannot stay uh, so long, uh, not drinking, not eating. Um, so having a drone disrupt completely the, 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 the concept. Um, this this uh, solar autonomous drone is uh, due to uh, perform uh, on operate missions like, you know, uh, forest fire detections. Uh, you have seen in California that it's now becoming a big deal. So if a drone can stay on, on radar, any uh, fires uh, early in the process, it would help. Uh, radaring on, on controlling borders or coast or uh, pipeline monitoring or whatever. All those uh, things that uh, you can perform. We are working on it since uh, three years and only in three years. Uh, last summer, they did their first test flight, 12 hours powered by the sun, uh, doing 600 kilometers. So for the first flight, it was a, a good success. Uh, and uh, there are uh, 
uh, a lot of uh, potential with uh, with this uh, project. By the way, this it's called a drone, but it's more like a plane with two wings. You know, the third one uh, is a, a US-based uh, company. Uh, Spark Charge, they are doing portable ultra fast charging unit for electrical vehicles. You know, now uh, uh, with your favorite uh, Tesla or whatever electric car, uh, it prevents you uh, from your, uh, your favorite uh, electric car from, uh, from blacking out. And uh, two weeks ago, they were at uh, Shark Tank on ABC and uh, they won. They got funded by uh, Mark Cuban, so it's a huge success. We should take a minute to define digital twin. A digital twin is a copy of a system that can be manipulated to experiment with different outcomes, sort of like making a photocopy to preserve the original, but to be able to write on or make changes to the copy. In this case, having a digital twin for a medical procedure helps the surgeon walk through what she is going to do before she does it on a live patient. The second idea of a solar autonomous drone slash plane, really, right? Because it's not um, a small drone that we think of. It's a very large one with solar panels on it. Being able to autonomously fly for hours on end to survey forest fires or even oil pipelines, any kind of, of long flight ability, that really does sound like the future to me. Do you Do you ever just pinch yourself and say, I, I can't believe these are some of the amazing projects people are coming to us with. Yeah, and uh, the future is now. I mean, uh, this um, 3D printed organ is in production and it's already used. And this solar drone made its first uh, test flight and uh, we expect uh, several flights next year. So uh, things are getting uh, uh, are accelerating for the good. And speaking of one of the most important things that we're dealing with here in 2020 is the COVID-19 pandemic. So Dassault System had a uh, direct, as many companies are, working very closely with trying to to work on um, solutions to the virus. So what is the Open COVID-19 project and how is Dassault helping? As I said uh, earlier, uh, the 3D Experience Lab accelerated two kinds of projects, either uh, collective uh, a collaborative project around a startup or uh, a complete uh, community project with passionate. Uh, we did that, for instance, to reconstruct Leonardo da Vinci machines in 3D. So we created an online community, shared the, the codex, you know, those uh, manuscripts that were the, uh, um, the drafting of, of Leonardo at that time. On engineers and passionates, uh, we are using our software or any uh, 3D software to uh, design, engineer those machines. Uh, and it worked pretty well. It was uh, started uh, eight years ago, and it's still uh, going. Many machines have been uh, reconstructed, and now they are forming, uh, uh, I would say, uh, a playground of, uh, uh, of uh, many uh, machines. Some of them could work, some of them not. <laughs> and at that time, uh, uh, he invented so many things that uh, obviously uh, not everything was uh, was working. We. Uh, uh, did the same for, for the COVID situation. Uh, when the, the pandemic started, it was in, in China, uh, and our colleagues were, uh, were uh, reporting to us the, the, the issues. And we saw the pandemic coming in, in Europe, in, from, from Italy first, and, and then in France. So we, we uh, decided to first work with our data intelligence to understand, you know, uh, the, the needs, developing dashboards to, uh, um, to radar, uh, 
uh, what people were uh, were saying. And very quickly, we identified that two main needs um, were uh, were needed: uh, ventilators and, and protections. That were the, the the main things. So we created an open community, open COVID, to uh, to uh, welcome uh, any. Uh, volunteer makers engineers designers to to help because we saw at that time that many people were trying to uh, do things but on their own in their fab lab uh, in their country and uh, they were all facing the same issues uh, and they working together we we thought that uh, would be uh, an interesting way to accelerate to transfer the know-how to to avoid any mistakes done already um, through this community we accelerated more than 150 projects on a global standpoint, around 25 ventilators. Uh, from uh, in India, uh, a startup called Inali did a complete uh, engineering simulation and prototyping of a new ventilator in eight days. And again, thanks to, to the cloud and the mentoring. Through collaborative projects with uh, industrial, it was the case in uh, Brazil and uh, Mexico, up to makers project. You know, uh, makers you, you have in a fab lab, Trying to do some frugal innovation with uh, with what they have, you know. Some of those projects has been uh, certified, for instance, and we worked with the Fab Foundation from the uh, MIT CBA. You know, they are uh, gathering with this foundation uh, all you know um, Fab Labs around the world to uh, also uh, connect some local production, and it was mainly the case for uh, for protection for PPE and for face shields, so that they could 3D print those face shields. Uh, and we were capable to do some uh, um, data GPS localization of those fab labs on hospitals having urgency departments to connect them locally so that you can connect uh, a local uh, production, a fab lab, could develop and design and fabricate those uh, protections to uh, the healthcare workers close by having the needs of those uh, of those protections. Uh-huh. And one of those projects that obviously got a lot of interest is the way that um, sneeze particles are spread. And with COVID-19, obviously everyone is very interested in, in understanding how aerosol particles move through the air. Yeah, that's true. We uh, developed a, a sneeze simulation model uh, from a throat of a, of a person uh, modeling with virtual particles the, the scientific simulation of uh, a human sneeze uh, to evaluate how pathogens such COVID virus would, would spread. And we uh, did this uh, simulation model with uh, the MIT, the MIT CBA with uh, Neil Gershenfeld, uh, to first uh, announce the design of the PP, you know, this uh, personal protective equipment, the face shields design, um, and to see... Uh, from uh, two virtual person in front of them, one or two meters distance, one is uh, sneezing. What is the impact on how those particles would uh, would spread to uh, the other person uh, to optimize the design? We very quickly understood, for instance, that uh, those face shields need a top cover as the, the particles are, are dropping down and first uh, getting inside and uh, infecting the, the person. So how do you see artificial intelligence augmenting human intelligence? AI. Uh, for, for many people, uh, AI is uh, deep learning, is uh, machine learning, computer vision, or uh, data science, right? Uh, everybody is uh, doing it. For us, uh, artificial intelligence also leads to generative designs, for instance. Uh, the algorithm creates a shape 
that meets your design intent, your constraints. So the designer is not anymore sketching uh, the, the shape uh, he wants, is providing the constraints, the requirements, and the algorithm is proposing a design shape that meets those uh, intents. So it reverses completely the way uh, the designers perform thanks to the artificial intelligence. But much more. We, we, we spoke about human, augmented human, by leveraging the virtual twin, your virtual me in a way, of your body, of your organs. We have this project, a collaborative project called Living Art, uh, driven by our American colleagues uh, to revolutionize the cardiovascular science through realistic simulations. This research project delivered an art model to explore novel digital therapies. And from this model, we accelerated a new startup, a Belgium company called FIOPS, uh, that now can offer the first and the only passion-specific simulation model for structural art intervention with AI to predict the best TVI, you know, those uh, valve implants that the surgeon would need for matching correctly his patient anatomy. So the the simulation really does come out of the cloud and out of the computer to real life in a rapid way that helps people on a day-to-day basis, which is really fantastic. It's not something that just lingers and around for approval. You can make changes, see the effect, and then uh, move on to see what else you can do to improve situations. That's really quite fantastic. Um, the uh, face shield project is also one of those that is uh, so critical. And then bringing in the makers, as you said, so so many folks wanted to get involved and it still are from around the world and helping out in their own way. So this idea of, of bringing in amateur um, makers, as well as startups, as well as these professionals, as well as enterprises, all working together to really combat a global pandemic is really quite quite something else. This shows me that uh, Dassault really does have an innovator's mindset when it comes to science, when it comes to helping humanity. So how else are you seeing the um, successes of the 3D Experience Lab sort of ripple throughout Dassault? At Dassault Systems, yes, we are, we are all innovators in a way. And this is why when I established this 3D Experience Lab initiative five years ago, I've not decided to create a new organization with a boss but to perform innovation, no. Uh, I was willing to have a, an inclusive uh, management system. Uh, so we decided to uh, allow any of our 20,000 uh, employees to take up to 10% of their time to volunteer on innovation accelerated by the lab and bring their uh, skills, their know-how and, uh, and knowledge. And again, this is possible thanks to... Uh, uh, to this platform. So we invented, in a way, uh, a new uh, management uh, organization with communities, completely cross silos, cross divisions, so that anyone uh, could uh, join a project for few hours, for few days, or few weeks, uh, in order to, uh, to work on it. So it was really a, a new governance for open innovation uh, with uh, new management methodologies that are impacted not only uh, the person, the employees, but also our own uh, platform and solutions. And we work closely with our R&D 
to enhance a few of our applications or to develop new applications to sustain those new methodologies and, uh, and process. And do other companies come to Dassault to ask, how did you do this? You're a large corporation, global offices. Uh, you've been around for a long time. You probably have very um, specific ways of thinking. How did you manage in five years to become this innovative company? Um, they must want to learn from you. That's true. Uh, I don't know if they want to learn from us, but at least inspiring from us. Uh, what we do is we always, you know, are trying ahead of our time new uh, ways of working um, at the lab. I'm uh, saying, and uh, we experimented these uh, these uh, new usage thanks to the cloud uh, with success, because now it really works with uh, twenty thousand people in operation with uh, deliverable with KPIs. Um, so our our point is really to inspire them, to show them what is possible, what we can do to transform ourselves. It's also a digital transformation for for the system on uh, on his employees, uh, in order for them to think how it could also impact them, how they can also uh, transform their uh, management system, their uh, uh, their companies. That's excellent. What a perfect way to end today's interview. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for joining us today, Frederick. That was Frederick Vache, the head of innovation at Dassault System, who I spoke with from Cambridge, Massachusetts, the home of MIT and MIT Technology Review, overlooking the Charles River. That's it for this episode of Business Lab. I'm your host, Laurel Ruma. I'm the director of Insights, the custom publishing division of MIT Technology Review. We were founded in 1899 at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And you can find us in print, on the web, and at dozens of events each year around the world and online. For more information about us and the show, please check out our website at technologyreview.com. This show is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll take a moment to rate and review us. Business Lab is a production of MIT Technology Review. This episode was produced by Collective Next. Thanks for listening. <laughs>